Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. and Shalom. This is your host, Mark Rambold, back again. And uh, this is the House of Ephraim show. Do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deckard. But first, a word from our announcers. And now, from Cradle of Hope, are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope, is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Hey, welcome back in the show. It's Mark Reinbolt. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in, in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time that you've been on, please check that website out. You're going to find out who we are, and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before. And you want to check that material out because you're going to start to learn the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, what a great opportunity that is. We also have a quarterly coming up here, and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left-hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be. It's going to be over in Fairfield, Illinois, out what we call lovingly the Corn Patch. And you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God and I'm telling you what, that is a great opportunity, folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on, and you can become part of this last day move of God, the House of Ephraim. And again, you can get all that information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. We also have fellowships available online. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or, or you want to begin to learn about the material and begin to plug in with the material. Not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via Ustream.tv, and we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service, and we teach only the prophet's material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity. Again, that all is. So, again, if you don't already have a fellowship in your area or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that 
and you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprofit.com. That's cradle at jewishprofit.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that Mark was talking about, and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call, 618-262-2810, and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deggert. Demonology. Should we call this 101? No, we won't. Now, you know, a lot of people in the church say, you know, we ought to even talk about the devil. And like I said, I've been in churches, Pentecostal churches, where they'd say, now, you know, Prophet, let's just don't get carried away and start talking about the devil because you're going to scare the people, as I said before. Well, see, if you, again, if you don't know about the devil, your enemy, you don't know the kind of sneaky snake tricks that he pulls because he is a sneaky snake, you don't know how to combat it. You, you don't realize. Now, for instance, when I first got amongst you, as my brothers and sisters, I said the biggest corporate that was in the church today is two things. It's those people that, bless God, that, 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 that he that soweth discord and a judgmental spirit. Remember that? Now watch how this works and what I've been teaching you so far. Now, does God bless somebody that judges? No. In fact, what God does is says, look, I'm going to judge you even worse than what you have judged. And you're going to pay the price. However, as I said, the biggest corporate that we've got today is a judgmental spirit. Everybody is a judge. Everybody, well, this is right, that's wrong. Bless God. And I love what my brother here from Canada said. He said, you know, you can be a Christian about a month, been in three or four services, and been an expert. And the only field in the world you can be an expert in is religion. And isn't the truth. Everybody has an opinion what's right. Everybody has an opinion what's wrong. And as I said this morning, the way Satan brought this thing uh, through the charismatic movement was to get you to believe that you didn't need a leader. You have one. Yes, you do. The supreme leader is the Lord our God. But he has always used a man. He always will use a man. Why? Let me give you uh, uh, something that's uh, very important to, to put in your notes. God never does anything that's not consistent with his word. Okay? The time I was around the guy that uh, years ago when I first got saved and filled the Holy Ghost, saw little colored angels. Is there anywhere in the Bible that you can ever read where there's colored angels? No. That's not consistent with God. Now, uh, uh, I also have a little bit of a problem, and please, I'm not judging this because I wasn't there and I don't know. Maybe they have been. Death is a great mystery. Heaven, even though we're told and peek into that, is a mystery. And yet we've had people make all kind of money, travel in the United States of America, that died and went to heaven. Okay? Now, is that consistent? Well, there's been instances. You know, we talked about Paul even last night, uh, uh, about the third heaven and things that went on within that. But you see, uh, again, that is one of those mysteries that God has placed before us, uh, again, this side over here now, of which we're not going to know about until we give up the ghost. All right? And, and the reason that is, is because God wants to, us to be able to fulfill everything that he said 
from the foundations of the world. Now, let me explain in just a second about the foundations of this world. I sat around the council table with, with that of Ezekiel and Daniel, Moses, Samuel, Jeremiah, and all the rest of them. It just happened to be that God chose them, probably because they were a little smarter than me, no doubt, uh, to be in the positions in that Bible that you read, okay? But I was there. And somehow, while I was there, I always thought I must have volunteered for something. No, I didn't. God ordains us from that time. God says, okay, Samuel, you're going to walk the face of this earth during a time there's going to be an old boy called Saul. Call him king for a day. And you're going to deal with Saul. And this is going to go, and so on, so forth, so on, so forth. And guess what? I'm the last of the lot. I stand here with one of the most awesome things that God has ever given to any prophet to do. I am to return, okay, I am to return to the land of Israel ten lost tribes that don't even know who they are. That's awesome. Now, can God do that? Absolutely He can do that. You were also there at the foundations of the world, okay? You were there. As I have, uh, as I have said for, uh, I think, the last time I was here, I made some people real mad wherever I was at the last time when I told them they could find me in the Bible. Oh, they got all upset in Zechariah 8.32, if you don't have ever, never heard me say that. Look that up so you can see me. Okay? Zechariah 8.23. Now, here is something that has to happen before the Lord Yeshua can come back to this earth. This isn't something that, bless God, that can just pass on by him. Well, I don't think he is, or I don't think he is. Listen to this. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, in those days it shall come to pass. That means you can bet your bottom dollar on it, okay? That, that, the, that ten men shall take hold of all, of all languages of the nations from all over the world, even shall take hold of the skirt of him that is a Jew. Say hello, Jew. Saying, we will go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. You found me. Well, you did. You probably don't know that yet, but you did. We will introduce you to the ten men before very long. We have nine. We will have the tenth one. It's all coming together from different, you know, what part of the world did you come from? Oh, I came from somewhere. I come from such and such. Well, they all speak English today. Yes, but that's not the tongue of their fathers out of all the languages, okay? We live in exciting times. We live in times that, that bless God, that are scary. We live in times that, that we're going to see. Like I said, you're going to see children. Some of these kids that are in this room that are 12 years old and, and older are going to lay their hands on the dead and they're going to come up in the name of Yeshua. How could that be? Because we live in a time when God is going to pour His Spirit out without measure. But the ones that are going to receive it are not going to be the ones that are going to be disobedient unto His Word. They're not going to be the ones that are rebellious. They're going to be the ones that understand. They're going to be the ones that, bless God, bow unto the Lord our God, that they are going to follow after the man that's come like unto Moses with the anointing of Elijah. 
that's the way we're going to take you home. All of this training. You know, if the church had done their job, this would have been a whole lot easier for me. Boy, that's easy to say. Yeah, it would have been a whole lot easier if the church had done their job. Then all I'd have to say, hey, boys and girls, we're going to take, you, take it on from where, the, you know, the whoever group that was, that is, and never be again. I brought you. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go to Second Corinthians. Let's go to the second chapter, the eleventh verse. Second Corinthians two eleven. Say God is good. Make sure you don't go to sleep. These afternoon services, you know, every once in a while, I'm going to have to kind of look out there to see who's got one eye closed, huh? Make sure there's no one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eaters. Sure looks strange to me. I said, oh, that's enough of that. I'm going to get in trouble. Okay, here we go. Give you plenty of time. At least Satan should get advantage of us. Well, wait a minute. Satan can't get advantage of us. I'm born again. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. You're God in heaven. He's under my feet. That's true. But again, Paul, the apostle, was concerned enough that he's saying, least Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Oh, but we are. So evidently, Satan can overtake us if we let him, all right? Evidently, bless God, because he says, he says we're not, we are not ignorant of his devices. Then, then Paul and those around Paul and probably Peter and John and James, the sons of Zebedee and the rest of them, bless God, was teaching about the wiles of the devil, the wiles of Satan, trying to get people to understand. All you're seeing is what you're seeing in the flesh. What is really going on is over here on this side, in this world over here, the supernatural world. What we're seeing over here is, is what happens over there is going to affect your world. Now, now, now let, me, let me interject this. Now, if you've got those Holy Ghost you know, hip boots that you put on to wade deep water, put them on for a second. If this all works like that, do you first die in the spiritual side? And I don't mean going to hell. I'm just saying the battle that we're talking about in the spirit. Does that battle over here occur? And then, bless God, you uh, give up the ghost and you go to heaven? Yes and no. The battle, the battle that takes place, you've got to understand that every man there's appointed a time to live and time to die. Yeah, that, that, you, see, I don't give a care if they hook you up to 15 hoses and... That's not the part. But you see, Satan, again, is out to kill you. So, yes, when, in fact, that, bless God, that things get screwed up over here into this natural side, and, bless God, Satan comes in to do what he does to steal, to kill, and destroy, then, bless God, Many people have gone to a grave or their grave prematurely because of it. But it has to again happen there first. That's a little scary, isn't it? So I didn't know that. You do now. And when you really meditate this and think about this and pray about this, then you see that goes back to this whole thing that we ended with this morning. Learn to pray by your spirit praying. Learn to let your spirit Protect, watch over, and keep you and your family. And if you're not, you know what you're doing? You are opening the door and saying, Satan, come on in. 
I've been to church and I'm saved and nothing can by no means harm me. Well, that's good, brave, sound, scriptural talk. But I'll tell you what that'll get you. Steal, kill, and destroy. You are playing into the hands of Satan. Because why? This happens to be one of his tricks. His trick is to get you to believe. And it's like I said, when you, when you, when, when you get this thing all wound up and you begin to believe, now that Satan has divided the church so much, because the church decided that, bless God, well, I can, just, I can sow discord, and I can judge, and I can do anything I want to do. And Satan's going, get them on into that, boys, because then they won't, they'll be out of the way, be out of the question, and there won't be no problem with them because God can't bless them. Now, what do I keep telling you in both these services? Satan knows the Word. Probably better than all of us will ever know it. He can't use that against us because, because why? Or, or when? Only when we, bless God, open that door up and say, come on in, Satan. And that's what the church did. The church opened the door up. Satan came in. The church divided itself. How did that happen? You know I'm a Baptist, and we're the only ones saved anyway. No, I'm a Catholic. The rest of you are going to hell. Oh, we're Pentecostals, and we're the only one on the block because, you know, we all have long, don't cut our hair and got no toenails, I suppose. They probably, I don't know about that part. But you see what, and what did the Lord say? A house divided shall fall. So, see, it's not hard for me to stand up here and say the church fell a number of centuries ago. Never knew it. Why? They defiled the word. Satan came in, and we war against each other. I have seen people in church parking lots out there slugging it out. Christian people, brothers in Christ. What's it about? I'm going to tell you what it's about. Wrong teaching and wrong believing. And that's really what all this really comes down to almost every time is getting yourself into a place of understanding. Folks, you're not in control of this thing. It is in control of you. You can go in and take back. Remember that old song we, we used to do? We're going to march in and take back what Satan stole from us. Huh? Well, yeah, well, that was big in the Pentecostal thing anyway. And you can do that. But you're never going to do it until you come to grips and understanding that, bless God, you're going to have to do it. It doesn't come with a package of salvation, nor with infillment of the Holy Ghost. I wish that it did, but it doesn't. It comes, bless God, to those that bless God the what? That will look for as fine silver and gold and receive knowledge. But you see, we were convinced. Now here again, now again, watch how how it is that, that bless God Satan worked. We are convinced that the church is right. We were convinced that those old boys in Rome knew what they were doing when they canonized the Scriptures. Like I told you, most of them weren't even saved. We were convinced. So long long comes the devil. And the devil says, if we can keep the Baptists fighting with the Methodists, the Catholics fighting with somebody, and bless God, everybody else fighting with everybody else, we don't have a problem. He said, go in and plant that stuff. They're opening up the door because they're getting they're, they're believing that they've got their own. Have you heard this? Well, our organization has the only light. No, I'm sorry. He is the light. And for any of us to get foolish enough to believe. 
This is not the only light. This is the only last movement of God that there's ever going to be. This is the last dispensation that's going to take place on this earth. The gathering you, bless God, is being done supernaturally, not through the natural realm. I, I don't make a good hero. I, I don't make what is the epitome of a minister. Most people would not pick me out if I probably didn't have this on over and above anybody else, and probably everybody else will be picked before I ought to be picked. But I'm sorry, this is what you got stuck with, all right? I am seasoned, I am hardened, and I understand what knowledge is about, and I found it. If you will let me teach you this knowledge, you will come up and you will become, and, and become beyond your flesh man. And that's what this thing's going to take. Why? Because, you see, God's got a plan for you. God's got a plan for you. It bless God if the, if the river's got to open up, speak to it. That's what I'm doing right now. Remember me going back and we did the station trying to get you to the place where you begin to understand how to use the angels? Some of you now are beginning to see those things at work. We're going to get that on the blog radio too, by the way. A number of people now are speaking to things. Things are happening. At first it's going to go, well, I don't know whether I did that or, you know, got lucky. No, no, nothing like lucky. After three or four times that at work, you're going to go, Whoa, this thing really works. I can command the angels. Yeah, you can. You can do that. Now, there's a few rules that go with that, but we're not here for that. That's back on the table, all right, if you don't know that. Okay, let's go to 1 Timothy 4.1. Now, here's what I have alluded to last night. 1 Timothy 4.1, and, 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 and this, this is something. He says, now the Spirit, notice that's a capital S, the Spirit of God speaketh expressively, that in the latter times, does anybody here not think this is the latter times? Yes, it is. Some shall depart from the faith, depart from the faith. Well, I can tell you right now who that was. That was a Methodist. No, no, that was a Baptist. I was definitely the Catholics. I believe the Charismatics missed it too, myself. And, you know, it's them. And, and, and this new thing, I mean, now listen to what he's saying. In the latter times... Some shall depart from the faith. What is the faith? What is the faith? The faith is God's word that has been delivered unto his people. The holy covenant is the faith. The testimony of Yeshua is the faith. The baptism of the Holy Ghost is the faith. Eternal life is the faith. But he says in the latter times, in the last days... He says that, bless God, they're going to depart from that faith. They're going to be giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Now, you may have had a lot of thoughts and ideas and been taught a lot of things and read a lot of books. Now you're understanding what this whole thing is about, about these spirits. You're understanding that, bless God, that what Paul, again, the apostle, was trying to say to us, you better take heed here. In the latter days, he said, he said they're going to depart from the faith. They're, going to give, they're giving heed. Now listen, giving heed to seducing spirits. Well, you don't have to like them. No, no, you love your neighbor. You can love them, but you can hate You know, you can just not. In comes, in, the door opens, in comes Satan. Well, you, you, you know, you, you can speak out against that denomination and judge them. I mean, look who you are. Seducing spirits. Is it starting to tie together now? Over here on that side. Over here on this side. 
thought you caught me, didn't you? These seducing spirits are waiting for opportunity. The moment that you give them the opportunity, they are going to take you from the faith, and they're going to take you down a primrose lane that leads right into, into a, if you will, a brick wall. And what Paul was trying to say, he said, listen, he said, he said you've you got to know something, this is going to happen. Seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Do you think a judgmental spirit is a doctrine of devils? Absolutely. These are doctrines. You, you think people that sow discord, doctrines of the devil. You think, bless God. Uh, see, you know what we get into? And again, this is the reason that seducing spirits have taken you over. Well, what they're talking about there, preacher, is people that go out here and rape and steal and shoot and kill. Let's just hope in the name of the Lord Yeshua you went way past that, way back when Yeshua came into your heart, and you did. But let's get down to the reality of this thing, and let's get to begin to believe and understand what is really going on here. In the supernatural world, it is disguised because it doesn't look like you and I. See, I, I, you look into that world. This world over here, doesn't, it doesn't look in. If you can see in it, it doesn't look like this world. But yet, because we don't know anything except this world, then we begin to, bless God, do what? We begin to try to look with the eyes that are here, that are carnal, into a world that's supernatural. Now listen, those two worlds don't match. When I say I see in the Spirit, you could never probably ever understand, especially with the eyes that are carnal, seeing what I'm even have the foggiest idea of what I'm talking about. Because I am seeing, I'm perceiving. Sometimes I perceive. Now for me it's real simple with an audible voice from God speaking to me when this anointing comes on me. It's a real advantage for me, for you, and I am assuming God himself. But you see, we don't pay enough attention. And the reason we don't, I'm going to tell you something, folks. We're kind of stuck on ourselves. <laughs> Ooh, I'm a Christian, you know. Well, you know, I don't mind a little. Ooh, I'm a Christian. But I, what I do mind is when you're letting the door come open, the stinking powers of darkness are sneaking through that door, planting seeds in you, and you're cooperating with them, and still believing that you can raise your hands up to a holy God and say, Lord God, boy, you are joking yourself. It's not going to happen. It can happen. But you see what's happened? Now, are you beginning to understand about seducing spirits? They are seducing. Uh, again, how is it that people got wrapped up all in this I'm a prophet business that's never been under real prophets, that's never uh, proven anything in their ministry besides, as I said last I ate too much pizza and went to sleep and had some kind of a dream. Called it from God. How come I said, you begin to understand why I can say 99.9% of all that is familiar spirits? Now listen, seducing spirits came in. They didn't know. They couldn't judge. They didn't have any other. Except, now listen, come on, stay with me now. Some of you are, wake up! that seducing spirits came in and let them believe, oh, once you've saved, especially filled with the Holy Ghost, every voice you hear is from God. 
Every dream that you have is from God. Every time an angel would appear, it would be the Lord God's angel from, the, one of the, from his throne room. Folks, it couldn't be further from that. And yet that is the basis of which we have placed all this thing. And then Satan comes in and Satan says, okay, they're prime. Come on, boys. Sick them. And so they get in there and give you a little voice. God just spoke to me. I'm going to wear green socks all day tomorrow. Are we to have roast beef tonight's supper? Please grab onto this because that's what's going on and that's the reason that it is going on. Again, and I, and I know that, bless God, the pastors have a terrible time with me. Well, get over it. But the fact of it is, folks, only a real prophet of God can have this kind of revelation knowledge. This stuff does not come to pastors, evangelists, teachers, or even the apostles. It comes through the prophets. Our place is to deliver. And, and, and you know, I, I, how many times that some of you have come to me, and, and bless God, said, I, I never, ever was taught it like that. I never saw it like that. You'll leave here this weekend saying the same thing. Oh, I'm not using any scriptures that are blowing you out of the water. We'll do that the next time, maybe, but not now. But what I'm trying to get you to understand that, bless God, there are, that we have given, you know, we have given heed. If we would have stayed by, at the faith and used all five of the offices of God's ministers, this could never have happened. Why? Because, bless God, let me tell you something. It would have been done right. Jealousy, huh? Sowing the discord, judgmental spirits. We had been seduced. We have been seduced, and we let that seduction come into our lives. And now, now you see, once that you have heard long enough, what is that? That's faith. Once you hear a voice long enough, can darkness tell you the truth? Now, I've heard preachers say, no, they're liars. No, I'm sorry. They can tell you part truths. I don't know about whole truths. But they can tell you enough truth to suck you in. This is God speaking. And once you hear that long enough, you're going to have faith in what you're hearing. Because you're, and once, once they get you into that, and like I said, the, the thing that's happened in the full gospel realm of the churches today is that if the pastor doesn't do something supernatural every once in a while, he's going to get booted out. If he doesn't say God said, if he doesn't tell you about a dream, or if he doesn't tell you about a vision, he's going to be out. And you, most of you know that to be the truth. So in that case, we are forcing him, as the congregation, to let seducing spirits come in, and the doctrines of devil begin to flow out. So you see, this thing works both directions. The congregations themselves have so much to play with this. So much to answer to God for because of it. And now that God has sent a real prophet, like I said, the church has got a, got a real thing to deal with, so all I can tell them. Because this stuff works. If you can properly apply it, it will work in anybody's life. It's not, it's not set there to bless God just being every once in a while working somebody's life. You see, it's supposed to work all the time. And that's what I want to see happening in your life, it working all the time. Let's go to 1 Peter 5.8. And I love this. 
This was one of the favorite scriptures that I had when I first started ministry. 1 Peter 5, 8. Be sober, be vigilant. Now, that don't mean don't drink your... (laughs) Okay. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary... Now, who is your adversary? The devil, darkness. Your adversary, then he tells us, the devil... As a roaring lion. Now, the thing that I love about this, and I used to always say in the beginning of my ministry, I said, you understand? It says as, it doesn't say he is a roaring lion, does it? He is as a roaring lion. I call him the toothless wonder. He can't bite. All he can do is roar. Kind of like this prophet, okay? A lot of bark and no bite. Now, listen. Seeking whom he may devour. Well, he's going around, and what he's doing, as your adversary, he is trying to get you, he's trying to scare you, okay? He's trying to get you in a position that he can devour you. By what? By suggesting, bless God, that you can judge other people. That you can sow. Well, you can sow a little discord. It doesn't hurt him. He cannot devour you. Unless, bless God, you become scared of him as a roaring lion. Okay? He cannot devour. He is a devourer. He is your adversary. But when the, when the Scriptures begin to talk about that, that, that the Lord God put, him under our, uh, put the devil under our feet, that's exactly what God meant. He put him under our feet. Now, the problem is he didn't stay under our feet. And he's not going to stay under our feet unless we keep him there. It's just like binding up spirits. You can bind up a spirit, but the word bind means to tie. And that, 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 that binding will come undone in time. Now, maybe a day, a week, an hour, ten seconds, two months, or two years. But it will come unbind. That's the reason binding and casting out is two different things we talked about last time. James 4, 7. James 4, 7. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. What's the first thing you have to do? Submit yourself to God. What does that mean? Keep the faith. All right? Resist the devil... And he will flee from you. How do you resist the devil? Keep the faith. Resist the devil, keep the faith, and you have resisted him. You see, he has to honor God's Word. If not, he could have been God today, and the living God would be somewhere else. But when he came up against his Creator and decided that he would exalt his throne above the stars, of the Most High God. God said, that's about enough there, Satan, Lucifer. That's not what's going to happen here. You're going to get out. You're going to be gone. That's going to be, that's going to be the end of this thing. You want, a, you, want a, you, want a, you want a world to rule? Go down here to this earth. You can, you can rule that earth. Now, you can rule that earth, but one thing you can't do, Satan, on that earth, as long as they come into the faith, and stay into the faith. There's nothing you can do to them. Now, this is interesting because 
if we understand him, and you have to, like I said, when you start talking about the wiles of Satan, the devil, he has many, many pieces of armament that he uses. He just doesn't have one game that he plays. He's got a lot of games that he plays, and he is able to do what? He's pretty slick at it. Luke 9.1. All right? Luke 9.1. And I like this. I like this Luke 9.1 thing. Hallelujah. Luke 9.1. Then he called the, his twelve disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. Uh, just this past uh, week, we had some young um, young lad, 23, 24. Oh, that's young. Yeah, when you're my age, that's real young. I called the office and and wanted to sign up for this meeting and, and to be sure to tell the prophet that God told him to come and get himself a double anointing of the prophet. Well, you've been around me. You know that just doesn't sit real well with me. I've had to work all these years for whatever the, 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 the anointing is in my life, and, and God don't do that anyway. Now, I want you to understand something, though. When you understand that there is a place of being able to give power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. Now, they didn't earn that. Now, come get with me here. They did not earn that, but because they served under Yeshua, he had the authority to give them the authority and the power to cast out devils and to cure diseases. Now, this is called transferal of anointing, all right? Now, I know that through the years, because I've watched this work, that those of you that sat under this ministry on that day, wherever the, whenever that day is and wherever that is on that day, that I will transfer a portion of this anointing to you. Somebody better say hallelujah. hallelujah. Because of the fact that that's what it's all about. But first you have to show yourself what? Worthy. You've got to show yourself trustworthy. You've got to show that, that, bless God, that you're willing to get in this thing. And what I just jumped off the end when the angel come, this thing of sowing discord, this thing of doing this at my... Folks, you ain't going to get away with that. Don't, don't even go there. That, you know, that, 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 that's like running, a, running a, a, a chicken through here and somebody saying, oh, I think that's a duck. No, that's a chicken. When I get a hold of those things, I don't have any, I, all, all I can do is deal with it, all right? And I'm, I'm, well, let's get away from that. All right, let's go on here. Let's go to Luke 10:17. Now, we know that he gave them that kind of authority, all right? That kind of power. And the 70 returned again with joy, Luke 10:17. And the seventy returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Can you imagine the way those boys must have felt? Now remember, these guys at this point had been standing around a long time watching everything that Yeshua was doing. They watched him raise the dead. They watched the blind see, the lame walk. Well, saw him walk upon the waters. Saw him do every matter of whatever it was that he did. Now, all of a sudden, he said, now, I'm going to give you this authority. I'm going to give you this power. 
You cast out devils. You heal the, the, the diseased. And now the 70 comes back and say, hey, whoa, man, can you imagine how they must have felt? They had, there's no record of them doing Jack Apple nothing. That was nice, wasn't it? Until it came to this point. And now all of a sudden they're coming back and they're saying, Lord, Lord, said even, said even, said even. The devils are subject unto us. It works, doesn't it? But let me tell you again why they got to that place, if I might. Because they had earned it. The only free things that there are, I didn't say three, I said free, in the entirety of your walk with the Lord Yeshua, the salvation, the infillment of the Holy Ghost, everything else you're going to have to earn. I'm sorry, it didn't show up after you make 30 weeks straight in, 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 in Bible study and then miss. Your church that you attend is not your salvation. It's a place to go to learn, and if you're not going to go there to learn, then bless God, don't be going there at all. If you're going there and they're not teaching you into the depths, you run from the place. I don't care whether they've got a big steeple out front and stained glass and windows in the side. Get out of there. Because those kingdoms are probably, in most cases, the only kingdom that they're ever going to know. Because you see, God said, when I'm thirsty, bring me water. When I'm hungry, you feed me. When I'm naked, bring me clothes. When I'm sick, you visit. In jail, you visit. The church went far from that. And the blood's upon their hands. They're going to pay the price. So, you say, can I, can I come to a place under this ministry where that can happen to me? You better believe you're going to come to that place. Do you know why God's holding some of that back now? Some of you would get about as tall as this room. Let me tell you how I handled it. It was like this. Well, Lord, you really, really got in there and you really did it tonight in this service. Lord God, you're some God of God. But you used me, didn't you, Lord? Huh? You were like that? Oh, yeah, there were no shortcuts. Yeah, but you used me, didn't you, Lord? You didn't use the guy down the street. <laughs> no, you used me. Must be a little more spatial than them. What happened? You don't even want to know. I went through, I mean, it was like somebody drugged me through hell. Fond angels had come and said, have you learned, your, have you learned, learned the lesson? <laughs> didn't want no more of them Cheerios, Okay. Never went back and licked that calf again. No, no, sir. See, that's the reason I keep saying, you see, you're not looking at somebody perfect. What you're looking at is somebody that went through all this stuff, screwed everything up that could be screwed up, just didn't bother going back and screwing it up again. That's all you got here. I wish I could say, well, now, I'm the only perfect one you're ever going to get around. No, I'm sorry. We're flesh and blood. As long as there's flesh and blood, there's going to be problems. And there's never going to come a time when God's not going to test your hearts either. So some of you need to get over that. Some of you are looking to get in that little spatial place, you know, where everything's always going to be fine. It's never going to always be fine. Uh, well, when we get to the land of Israel, you're going to think it's going to be, okay? But when it's all going to be fine and stay fine forever and ever and ever and ever, 
when you're with him. And we will be there. Okay? Let's go a little bit further. Let, let, let's look in, in Matthew um, 10.1, and here's just another rendition of, uh, of, where we, of where we were at here. Okay? 10.1. And when he had called him unto his twelve disciples, he gave him power against unclean spirits to cast them out and heal all matter of sickness and all matter of disease. He gave, he gave them all this power. Now, over in one of my spatial uh, pieces of Scripture, uh, in Mark 16, 17, so if you'll jump over there, he's saying here, these signs shall follow them that believe. And I do this every time. I've done it for almost 40 years. Say, I'm a believer. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. See, these things are not electives. These are commandments. So it it isn't a vote as to whether you want to speak in another tongue. It's a commandment that you do. Now, here we go again. Satan comes in, plants the seed. Your next-door neighbor, your mother, your sister, your wife, your friend... I'm telling you, that's an old cult. You, you better, you, you better. Satan says, go ahead, boys. God says you will. Do you know what the biggest problem you've got? Your opinion. Well, now, I just believe. Do you think God gives one iota of a care what you think? No. What God cares about is whether or not you are going to grab onto His Holy Word and you are going to do it. Be a doer of my Word. Not, a, not an opinionator of my Word. And we have so many people today that have all these opinions. Well, I've been to church, whatever it is, and well, now they believe a little bit different, a little bit. Maybe they're wrong. Now, somebody out here needs to stop right here and listen to me real close. If, in fact, where you have been was so right, you would still be there. And you can't bring the junk with you when you leave. You leave the junk back there. See, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to unload junk out of your life so we can take you into the deeper depths and the higher heights. But if you're going to hang on to... Well, now, there was one little doctrine there that the, the, the prophet doesn't, uh, but I'm telling you, this, this is the real. You're not going to make it here. You're not going to make it in this camp. And the reason you're not going to make it in this camp is the, is the word obedience. Oh, that's going to be a fun weekend. Be sure to bring those Holy Ghost waiters on that weekend. That's, that's going to be good. Because you see, again, you're going to have to be obedient. If you can't be obedient... And if you can't be, bless God, obedient to the, first to God and then under the, whoever God puts you under, then I'm going to tell you, it, it can't work out. It won't work out. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Do you realize when, do you realize when, the, when the Lord God uh, the, brought that under the prophet, do you, do you realize at that time sacrifice was everything? And yet he said, obedience for overrides sacrifice. Still today, obedience is everything. If you're not going to be obedient, willing and obedient is the only way you're going to get in this. And if all you're going to do is drag all this trash with you, 
How do you think you got this trash anyway? Satan. You gave place, he came in, he blew down your castle, he planted what he wanted to plant, and, and, and bless God, you bid on it like a doggone um, uh, fish does on a worm on a hook. And you got hooked. See, it, it's, it, you know, I, I, I said in the beginning, the problem that we're having, the biggest thing that goes on here, you have to unlearn a whole lot of things to be able to learn. It's much easier to get people that have never learned anything. Then you can bring them up the way you want them. But when you get around people that have been in, and there is such a variety sitting out here this afternoon of you people that have been in all, everything from Catholics to, to, to Seventh-day Adventists to, to Pentecostals to the Baptists to everybody else. Now, folks, listen up. Not everybody was right. Not everybody was right. Well, were they right in some places? Yeah, some places they're right, but here's where the problem's at. You're not smart enough to know where it was and where it wasn't. That's the reason the best thing to do is just chuck it all right out the window and start over. And I've had, I, I know that one of my brothers uh, from Canada said he just got the place, said, okay, Lord, I'm dumping it all out. You put back in what you want, what you don't, it's going to stay out. That's the attitude we got to have. But you see, that's what deception is. If, if, if deception was something that you could figure out, bless God, you would figure it out. That's why you're here. I'm trying to help you uncover the deceptions that has been brought to you by the church so that you can get this thing back on track but in order to do that, you are going to have to understand the complete operation of the, of the supernatural world. You're going to have to understand what opens that door and what brings forth Satan and, and his cohorts to start placing things in there. And you'll every time, it's you. If you would have been a student of God's Word, if you would have studied God's Word, you would have known better. But because you didn't, you didn't, and Satan knew it. And he said, come on, boys, let's get them. And they did. And like I said, we got the church so divided the church couldn't come back together. If, if bless God, God let, them, let this earth last to Methuselah's age. It, it will never come together. Like I said, America is never going to repent and turn around. Tonight I'm going to go into some of the prophetic stuff this evening. I'm going to share some of that with you, where, where everything's at, where we're sitting right now. Let us continue. Acts 19. And I love this. Acts 19. We're going to do 13 through 16. Thirteen through sixteen. Acts nineteen. Then certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits. The name of the Lord, Jesus, saying, We adjure you by Jesus, whom Paul preacheth. And there were seven sons of Stephen, a Jew, a chief of the priests, which did so. Now notice how they use Paul's name, okay? And the evil spirit answered and said, Can they speak to you? Evidently. Jesus, I know, and Paul, I know, but who are you? Who are you? 
You know why? Do you know why they knew Yeshua? Jesus? You know why they knew knew Paul? Because he kicked their spiritual butts every time they got within a block of him. Satan knows where I live. Satan don't come around and bother me. I like a good spiritual fight because I win. No bars hold. Bless God, you just get into the thing. Why? Satan knows that. Satan knows who to stay away from. Satan knows who to keep you away from. And if Satan can keep you away from me, you'll never fulfill what it is that you should fulfill. If this is your destiny. Now, if it's not your destiny and you're going another direction, well, that, that's fine. But what I'm saying, though, is if, 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 if he can keep you from here, see, he'll do that. If he can keep you from the truth, he will do that. Because Satan, as I said, he's slick. But bless God, because we gave place to the devil, he came in, took the place, deceived us. Say, Satan is a deceiver. He's a deceiver. He deceives us. And this old boy got cocky. Now, he had been to a meeting, okay? Making this up. But he had been to a meeting, and he saw the Apostle Paul operate. Now, when I say operate, I'm talking about the anointing, okay? Now, so he decides that he's going to make a big announcement here, and he's going to take on this, this, this demon. The 15th verse says, And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are ye? And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, okay, he come out and jumped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of the, out of the house naked and wounded. I bet they look funny running down the street. Naked and wounded. Can evil spirits physically attack you? Yes. When place has somewhere been given or somebody has brought an evil spirit into your home, into your office, into your synagogue, you could be in a heap of trouble. And will be in a heap of trouble. Why? That demon doesn't know you. They call me and say, hey, need to get rid of a demon. We've got this problem. You ever see the show Ghostbusters? That's me. One time in the ministry of my, of my life, I thought that's all I was going to get to do. I had an old red station wagon. I wanted to put the lights on the top. I told Bernie we was going to put one of those ghosts in a circle with a line through it on both doors. When I took out of that driveway at my home, the siren was going to be screaming. Ghostbusters. <laughs> Paul, I know. No, he said, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. But you, who are you? You, 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 couldn't, be, you couldn't let a wet cat out of a, out of a closed bag. And you're trying to talk to me this way and tell me, folks, listen to me. This is the way this thing works. You cannot, and this, is the, this always aggravates me, when people start trying to get into this stuff because they have read the book, got a hold of a DVD or CD of mine, or they've been in, in, in a place of ministry, piece of ministry with me. Satan knows who I am. 
I am certain he calls me by name. I'm certain of that. He doesn't know most of you. You want to tangle with him? Get ready. He will kick your spiritual butt right up between your spiritual ears for you. But, But in time. See, uh, it doesn't mean that it's always going to be that way. It's not going to be that way. It's going to change, but it's only going to change when you begin to grasp a hold of and you begin to understand how this whole procedure of the supernatural world works and how being, how being over here on the carnal side, okay, with the five senses we have, is no armament at all against Satan. Your mouth jacking up and down nine times out of ten is just going to get you in trouble. What is going to save you at this point is to pray in tongues. Pray in the Spirit. Please understand that. That you have the ability in you to stop the door of Satan from opening and his cohorts, his demons, coming to you and bless God deceiving you. You you, you can do that. Somebody said, well, are you suggesting that we just pray? I'm suggesting that, bless God, you pray in the Spirit all the time. I pray very little in English. Very, very little in English. And when these kind of things go on with me and one of the angels, you can see how that works out. Except I know every word that he spoke, and he knows every word I spoke. What is that? That is a heavenly language. That's a language, bless God, that is something that's developed from the throne room. Will you ever do that? I don't have a problem. God's no respecter of persons. But here's my question. Will you ever do that? Will you ever stop long enough and give up and give in to get it done? Or are we going to try to go through this, oh, golly gee, oh, golly gee, I love you. Could, could, could we just get put that to the side? That was something you drug in from, you know, Fifth and Vine Street down in Hollywood somewhere. Could we just set that aside? Just forget that. That didn't do anything for you anyway. Then we got these people that are trying to go off into the deep things of God and, and, and get entangled with things. Now, let me tell you how you know the difference. If it doesn't have, if it's got something to do with you and your family and your everyday walk or, and or the continuation of that, but if it doesn't, just stick it out there in the, in the garage somewhere on a wall. That's what you've got to do with it, folks. See, again, what is that? Satan's door is open. If he can get you involved with something that it really doesn't make any difference, he got you hooked. He's got you hooked. And if he's got you hooked, you're not going anywhere. Why? Because he's going to get you so interested in this thing over here as to why aren't there alligators in, in Jerusalem. So you're over here worrying about alligators in Jerusalem, and the Lord God has got you to want being lined up over here to begin to lay hands on the sick. Then you never get to the place of laying hands on sick because you're out here chasing alligators. Hey, thank you so much, Prophet Deckard. Again, you can get a hold of us at the website, www.jewishprophet.com, and you can find out, again, all this material that you're hearing taught every day, every week. Folks, you want to get out there and start taking a look at that and start ordering that material because you need to get a hold of that and start to apply that into your life so that it will change your life. You know what? You can also email your prayer request to cradle at jewishprophet.com. We'll be praying for your prayer request. Shalom until tomorrow. And remember, with God, all things are possible.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.